Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 1, how God created darkness, but there's no darkness where God lives because God divided the darkness from the light. Now, this message is available for free download on iTunes.com by searching for the Friendship with God podcast or also at friendshipwithgod.org. You can listen to all the messages online for free and download them for free, friendshipwithgod.org, or search for Friendship with God on iTunes.com. We'd also like to encourage you to support our Summer Blitz campaign going on, our Jewish evangelism campaign that's reaching lost Jewish people around the United States. We've got missionaries going right now door-to-door, reaching lost Jewish people in Orthodox, Hasidic, Reformed, and even Atheist-type of Jewish communities. And if you'd like to be involved with supporting Israel Restoration Ministries and carrying the gospel to the Jew first, You can financially support the evangelism campaign. This summer blitz is what we call it. With getting the gospel to the Jewish people in America, you can do that by going to friendshipwithgod.org and donating online. Friendshipwithgod.org, donating online. Or you can call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. You can call us now or after the program with your one-time or monthly donation support to Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program. That's, again, 800-247-3051 with your gift of financial support to reaching lost Jewish people with the gospel first. God's lost nation of chosen people will be reached right here, Israel, who is inside America with the gospel. Now, we'd also like to encourage you to go to friendshipwithgod.org, not only to donate and support Jewish evangelism and the Friendship with God radio program, but also go there to sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. And we have lots of free resources that are available for your study and your free download. And you can also send these links to other people who are interested in learning more about the Lord Jesus Christ and maybe even Jewish evangelism or just more about having friendship with God. So again, go to friendshipwithgod.org. Now, here's Tom Cantor teaching us from Genesis chapter 1 today on how God created darkness, but there is no darkness where God lives because God divided the darkness from the light. Let's pray as we get ready to start our lesson this morning. Father, please, this morning we come to you. We've made so many bad choices in our lives, Lord. We regret them deeply. We regret them so much we don't want to take over anymore in our lives. We want you to take over so we don't make any bad choices. Help us this morning, Lord, through this lesson to yield control to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, here we are, Genesis 1. Please follow along here. We're going to look at some other aspects. We're again in Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now here, as we've been studying, in Genesis 1, we see God making decisions. He's making certain decisions here about light and about darkness. Now, we, we could say, how does God come up with these, these, these ideas or these decisions to do this? Well, there's a, there's a very good verse that it explains it to us. If you want to turn quickly to that, it's Jeremiah 10, 
And it's important for us to keep this in mind. This is answering the question. I was having a study with my friend, uh, Bible study this last week, and he said to me, why did God choose to do everything here on earth? And I said, well, okay, here we go. Genesis, uh, Jeremiah 10, verse 12. Here it says, he hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom. He stretched out the heavens by his discretion. It was by his discretion. That's what he did. Right there it says that. When he uttered his voice, there was a multitude of waters in the heavens and so forth. So what we are studying here in the first chapter of Genesis is God making the earth by his great power and he's doing everything by his discretion. That's the word to venato, which means an understanding. And most of the time when it's translated in then the Old Testament is translated as the word understanding. But it's a special understanding. It's God's understanding as opposed to man's understanding. That's the word that God used when he said he gave to Solomon his wisdom, his tuvanato. When he took, and he took Bezalel, who was going to make the tabernacle, and he filled him with the spirit of tuvanato, his wisdom, his understanding. That's not the same word that's used in Proverbs 3, 5, that which says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. That's not that word. That's another word. That's what we're being. Now, in the creation, so in this creation, God is making decisions according to his choice, his understanding, his distraction, obviously. Like we've said before, and like has been said, if you don't like that, then you have to find another universe to live in. (laughs) Because it simply means that God makes the decisions alone. He consults with no one, and that's what he did. And so here, when we're looking at Genesis 1-1 in darkness, we have this in the beginning. Uh, God created the heaven and the earth. Then in verse 2, we have the first mention of darkness. That's that verse 2. In verse 3, we have the first mention of light. So that means that God must have created light, and he must have created darkness. Did God create darkness? Yeah, he did. Don't you remember that verse? And we said it last time, Isaiah 45, 7, where he said, I form the light and create darkness. Isaiah 45, 7. He cre- that's the Yatsar verse. I form like a potter the light. And he said, I create darkness. That's the word bara. I create, create darkness. That's the first, that's the word that's used in Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God barad. The heavens and the earth, that's bara. And so it says there in, in Isaiah 45, 7, he created the darkness. He created it. That's what it says. Can't argue about it. You may think differently, but that's what it says. So that's what he did. God created the darkness. Seems kind of like a problem to us a little bit. God created the darkness. You know, I don't know. I mean, um, let, let's kind of think about that a little bit. Now, first of all, I want you to look at a couple of verses, Okay. And the first one is in Revelation 21, 25. So take a look at 21, 25. And since you're going to be in that parking lot, also look at the next chapter, Revelation 22, 5, okay? So Revelation 21, 25, what's it say? It says, 21, 25, And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by night, for there shall be no night there. That's 21.25. Now, one chapter over, 22.5, Revelation 22.5. 
And it says, And there shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Now, what six words appeared uh, in both those verses? There shall be no night there. So is there any darkness where God lives? No, no, there's no darkness where God lives. There's no gar- darkness. Now, we're in the same parking lot. Turn over to Revelation 16.10. Revelation 16.10. And here it says, okay. Revelation 16.10. You got it? Okay. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of Darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain. Is there any light where the devil lives? No. No. There's no light where God lives. Sorry. There's no darkness where God lives. There's no light where the devil lives. So if the devil lives in a place of utter darkness, with no light there at all, and God lives in a place of light with no darkness there at all, why did God make the place we live in to be a place of both light and darkness? Is that a good question? Am I the only one who asked that question? He divided the light from the darkness. See? He makes the, the darkness he makes in verse 2. And then he, he makes the light in verse 3. Then he divides the light. You know, watch this now in verse 4. He divides the light from the darkness. And he made it in our, in our, in our, in our what? He made it in our lives. So there would be a time of light, as you were mentioning, which is called good. And there would be a time of darkness, which is called sleep. Right, as you said. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, something you're not supposed to do in this class. All right, so to see, now to see this, the, why did he do this? Because again, we're going back to his Tuvanatu, his, his discretion, his understanding. Why did he do this? We have to watch very carefully at a certain contrast given to us by Solomon, king of Israel. And turn to that in Proverbs chapter 9, if you would please. Proverbs 9. Now here, I want you to watch very carefully for contrast. Contrast. Okay? Now, here we go. The, the, the Proverbs 9. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath furnished her table. Also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. I want you to really pay attention because I'm asking questions about this. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish, and live. Go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth the scorner, getteth to himself a shame. He that rebuketh the wicked man, getteth to himself a blot. Right. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he'll love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, he'll be a wiser. Teach a just man. He will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. Now here comes the contrast. You ready? Verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanted not understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depth of hell. All right? So, 
The right hand, this is my right hand. This is your left hand. But you call this right because I can't figure out that that's your left. So this is right, okay? <laughs> this is left, okay. So on the right hand, we, so right hand and left hand, we have two women, right? Okay, so on the one side here, the right hand, what is the name of the first woman in Proverbs 8 uh, in, in, in this? Uh, wisdom. Okay, that's it. Wisdom. Okay. Now, keep in mind that 1 Corinthians 1.30 tells us, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. So God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has made unto us wisdom, also righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So we want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is our person right over here. Everything that we see Miss Wisdom do, that's what we got to do. All right, now, the next one, the name of the second woman is Foolish. This is Miss Foolish Woman. There she is, Miss Foolish Woman. So now we see, we got Miss Wisdom here. We got Miss Foolish Wisdom over here. A foolish woman. Okay, now in Proverbs 9 1 and in Proverbs 9 13, okay, 9 1 13, Proverbs 9, verse 1, verse 13. What did Miss Wisdom do and, and what did Miss Wisdom not do? They build. Okay, see, you see that? Miss Wisdom is building. She's building, right? But you don't see that about Miss Foolish Woman. Why not? Why? Because John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. See? Break down, break down, break down. Then he says, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. So what do we do in life? We want to be like Miss Wisdom. We build relationships with the lost. We study the Bible with them. We talk to them. Why? So that we can build them to life. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Build them up. All right, next question. Proverbs, okay, again, chapter 9. Let's look at verse 3 and 15. And what activity is Miss Wisdom doing? And what activity is Miss Foolish Woman doing? Miss Wisdom is crying, right? Crying out, right? And what's Miss Foolish Woman doing? Calling. She's calling also, okay? She's calling. So, Miss Wisdom's crying out. So, therefore, what do we do? We go after the lost. We go after the lost. We cry to them, don't die. Why will you die? The voice of God is calling. Why will you die? Re-echo in his name. But do we say, come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Sometimes we get a little passionate about it all because we see the hell that's in front of them and the heaven that can be all theirs if they come to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a little something to get passionate about. Now look at, uh, at now I want you to turn a chapter back and look for Miss Wisdom. She's in verses 2 and 3, chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, Proverbs 8, 2 and 3. All right, and also look at Proverbs 9, 3, just to make it confusing. And uh, so that's Miss Wisdom. And then you look at verse 14, 9, 14, Proverbs 9, 14 for Miss Foolish Woman. Where can Miss Wisdom be found and where can Miss Foolish Woman be found? Miss Wisdom can be found on top of the high hill or high places. Where else? By the way of the places, the paths, the gates of the city. Where else? Entry of the city. Coming in at the doors, the highest places. She's everywhere. She's an active lady. You don't get away from Miss Wisdom. She's everywhere. She's all. She's in the hot top of the high places. She's by the way of the paths. She's at the gates. She's at the entry of the city. She's at the coming in of the doors. She's in the highest places of the city. She is everywhere. This is one active woman. 
Now, Miss Foolish Woman, where is she at? She's in the door of her house. She's sort of crouched down like the trapdoor spider, waiting for someone to just walk by. See, she's not so visible. Miss Wisdom, she's everywhere. She, you see her everywhere. Miss Foolish Woman, you don't see her so well. So what's that tell us? We're not cave dwellers. We don't, we don't, we, we, we're, not in, we're not in church and just have uh, with Christians all the time, but we go, we go where the lost are. We go to find them in our realms of life, right? We engage them. We engage them and we, 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 so that they'll hear us when we cry to them. Okay, now... Proverbs 8.2, chapter 4, sorry, verse 2. You're going to look at that. Proverbs 9.14, those are the two verses. 8.2, 9.14. What is the position of Miss Wisdom and the position of Miss Foolish Woman? Miss Wisdom, she's standing. That doesn't surprise us. She's all over the place. She has to be standing. So she's standing, and she's really got an urgent message. I have a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. A message unto you I bring. See, this is Mrs. Miss Wisdom. She's standing. On the other hand, Miss Foolish is like, She's sitting, you know. She's like the trapdoor spider. She's sitting, and she's like, you know, that's not, why sweat it, you know? Anyway, so therefore, we don't sit as believers and as, as, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't sit. We don't just wait for someone to come and ask us why we seem different. Some of us can seem more different than others, so there'd be a lot of questions like that. <laughs> but... We, we don't do that. We don't wait for someone just to, a lost person just to walk into church, you know, like the fishermen. We don't walk, wait for the fish to jump in the boat. You know, we, we go after them. We are standing. We are actively seeking. All right? Now, Proverbs 9, verse 9, again, uh, sorry, verse 3. Proverbs 9, 3, what activity is Miss Wisdom doing that, uh, there isn't another verse for this because Miss Foolish Woman is not doing this. She's sending out maidens. She's really something. She's encouraging others. Go reach these people. She's training others. She's encouraging others. She's trying to get, so what do we do? We encourage others, go reach the lost. We train others, go reach the lost. We send out others, just like Miss Wisdom does. All right, now, again, chapter 9, look at verse 4, look at verse 16. Who have Miss Wisdom and Miss Foolish Woman both targeted? The naive, what's the description of them? The simple, okay? The wanting understanding. The naive, the person who says, I don't know, that's, they both have targeted that person. Okay, that's what we do. Therefore, we seek out those who haven't made their mind up yet. We seek out those who are open to God and what he has to say. Now look at, again, chapter 9, verse 4 and 16. What one word shows you? That both Miss Wisdom and Miss Foolish Woman are targeting the individual and not a group. Him. That's it. That's it. Let him. You see that? That's very important. He said their address is not to a mass of people. It's him. It's him. It's her. It's him. This one. That one. Individuals. See, they're targeting. Targeting. What does God say that he does with Israel? I will gather you one by one. 
one by one. See, they understand, both of them understand, this is about the individual. This is about the individual. All right? Now, look at verse 4 and verse 16. What is the same invitation that both Miss Wisdom and Miss Foolish Woman are making? Come over here. Focus here. Turn in here. Park yourself here. Learn from me. I will teach you. So what do we try to do when we go out to the lost people? We seek to engage them to listen to our Bible message. Same way. All right, now you look at verses 1 and 2 and 5. Verses 1 and 2 and 5, Proverbs 9, 1 and 2 and 5. And you contrast that with verse 17. And now we ask the question, what is the difference between what Mrs. Wisdom is offering and Miss Foolish Woman is offering? See, the word she used was the word her for Miss Wisdom. Miss Wisdom's over here. And Miss Foolish Woman, she used the word stolen. All right. So in other words, Miss Wisdom, <clears throat> what is she doing here is that she's saying she, she's offering what she owns. This is her house. These are her seven pillars. These are her beasts. This is her wine. This is her table. This is her bread. This is the wine which she has mingled. This is coming from her. Whereas Miss Foolish Woman is not offering what she has. She's offering something stolen, stolen waters. You know, the Bible truths that we bring to the lost come right from the source, from the Lord Jesus Christ, because he said he is the truth. He is the truth. Had a person the other, just the, the other day, really scrambled up my mind, was a Jewish man who was converting to Islam, and I still can't get my mind unscrambled by that. But part of the reasons he was giving about it was he saying that, well, you know, the Quran and the Bible, they're 90% the same thing. They say 90%, ever heard somebody say that to you? 90% the same thing. I said, well, yeah, one, one, one owns it and the other steals it. And so, <laughs> Miss Foolish Woman, no, Foolish Woman, Miss Foolish Woman, Miss Wisdom, all right? Now, now, Proverbs 9.10, verse 10, Proverbs 9.13, verse 13. Who does Miss Wisdom draw attention to, and who does Miss Foolish Woman draw attention to? To God, the fear of the Lord, the knowledge of the holy. That's God, right? Who does Miss Foolish Woman draw attention to? Herself. You know what Mrs. Wisdom's saying? She's saying, I draw te- I, may I draw your attention to God? Don't make him mad. May I draw your attention to God? Make him happy. May I draw your attention to God? Take him seriously. That's Miss, Miss Wisdom, right? But uh, the knowledge of the holy is taking God seriously. Okay, but Miss Foolish Woman, she's clamorous. That means she's making a loud sound, a big commotion about her. She's a flash in the pan, all right. That's Miss Foolish Woman. See? Drawing attention to herself. What do we do? We draw attention, like Miss Wisdom, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Always to Him. He's our great Savior. Look what He did for us. What did He say about Himself in John 12, 49? He said, For I have not spoken of Myself. Doesn't that surprise you? When the Lord Jesus Christ said that. But He did. In John 12, 49, he said, I have not spoken of myself, just like Miss Wisdom. But the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. 
See, that's our pattern as well. That we don't, we, it's, it's, when this, is, this is for us the commandment. This is for us what we should speak. Like the Lord Jesus Christ was our pattern in teaching us that way, just like Miss Wisdom. All right, verse 6, verse 11, verse 6 and 11, those go together, contrasted with verse 18. Proverbs 9, 6 and 9, 11, contrasted with 9, 18. You got it? What does the person receive who comes to Miss Wisdom, and what does the person receive who comes to Miss Foolish Woman? Life. Life, right? Live. See the word live. Life. Is Mrs. Wisdom saying, I offer you life. But Miss Foolish Woman, though she doesn't really talk about it much, but she's offering death. Life and death. Therefore, when we go to the lost, you know we talk about life. Life. New life, new understanding, receiving a second life, a new life from the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we talk about heaven. We talk about eternal life. Because over here is hell and the second death. By contrast, Miss Foolish Woman, Miss, Miss um, Wisdom. All right, now, now look at, at Proverbs 8, 9. And 8.17, so that's that chapter before, 8.9 and 8.17. And contrast that, Proverbs 9, the next chapter, 18. And here's the question. What does the person find who comes to Miss Wisdom, and what does the person find who comes to Miss Foolish Woman? The person who comes to Miss Wisdom finds what? Knowledge. And they also find out who is, they find out who is Miss Wisdom. Right? Verse 17, that I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. They discover her. They discover Miss Wisdom. Miss Wisdom is the Lord Jesus Christ. They find that out. That's nice. Okay? Now, by contrast, that's 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ Jesus is made unto us wisdom. That's the big treasure here, that this is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the big discovery. But the person who comes to Miss Foolish Woman finds that he has joined all her guests where? In the depths of hell. He, to his sadness, discovers that he has just joined a group who are in the depths of hell. And he didn't know it. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor in the Friendship with God radio program today. To support this Bible teaching radio program to continue on your station in your city, we need your support, whether a one-time or monthly donation. You can donate right now by going to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Again, that's 800-247-3051, or go online to friendshipwithgod.org. Thanks for listening.